Bill O'Reilly here. Welcome to the No Spin News, July 12, 2022, Tuesday. Stand up for your country and live a smart life. That is our new theme here on the No Spin News, live a smart life. We're going to define it at the end of the broadcast again. We did it last night. Got a lot of good tips. Tomorrow night, we're going to give you some money-saving tips. But in this very dubious, word of the day, dubious atmosphere in America, we have to be smart now. Can't be apathetic. We can't be lazy. You got to be smart to protect yourself and your family. Now, being smart is going to put you ahead of 95% of Americans. Not to say that they're dumb, but they're not focused on what's important. And we are. So one of the things that we will uh, talk to you about in the future this summer and fall is avoiding blunders. And that is one of the things the Biden administration is not doing. In fact, I have never seen so many blunders from an executive branch in my lifetime that are happening now. And that is the subject of this evening's Talking Points memo. So the oil situation is the biggest blunder of the Biden administration. He's going to Saudi Arabia on Saturday, the president is, to talk to the sheikhs about pumping more oil. Can you imagine this? So uh, five years ago, under Donald Trump, six years ago, the USA was energy independent. We didn't need to buy any energy anywhere because we were producing it. First day in office, Joe Biden comes in January 20th, 2021, and attacks the American energy industry. We all know this. He slaps regulations on it in harvesting oil, fracking, coal, everything in the name of global warming. That sent a signal to the rest of the world that the U.S. energy industry was going to decline, which it has. Therefore, the price worldwide of a barrel of oil went up and up and up. And that's why inflation exploded in the USA and other countries, because we're paying more to drive an automobile, heat and cool our homes. And that affects everything. All right. We all got it. Biden, 100 percent his fault, not Putin, not the oil companies, Biden. Okay, so now he has to go over to Saudi Arabia, a country he despises, as do most leftists in America, because it's a totalitarian state. If they want to murder somebody, they murder somebody. He's got to go there and say, come, please pump more oil. And then he's going to have to give the sheikh something to get more oil. He'll get it. But we'll give them weapons or we'll give them whatever they want. And you'll never hear about that, what we give them. Okay, so Biden is desperate now. The Democratic Party is desperate because they see the numbers. 33% job approval in a New York Times for President Biden? Unheard of. But even the dimmest of us, people who never will lead a smart life, know he's screwing up. The only people that are behind Biden are the zealots, the hardcore. If they weren't hardcore leftists, they'd be moonies. 
Okay, so this is a catastrophe. And now people trying to defend Biden are looking like they're clowns. Roll the tape. Your administration has blamed this on the, 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 you know, the war, and that was certainly a big factor. But gas prices had gone up 50 percent already before the war. So to me, that's half yeah. of the blame, not all the blame. Yeah. And what's not, what I'm saying about it is that when it comes to these sky high gas prices, drivers are mad about it. I'm mad about it. The president's mad about it. Oil company executives are thrilled because this is good news for them. OK, so why didn't Neil Cavuto say, wait a minute, oil company executives are thrilled? Well, that may be so, but they didn't gouge under Trump, did they? The oil companies didn't exploit oil under Trump because they couldn't, because it was enough product. It's supply and demand. Now, Cavuto didn't do that. I can't tell you why he didn't do it. It's obvious that he should have. And Buttigieg himself, Secretary of Transportation, under his watch, the airline industry's collapsed. He's done nothing. So Biden and, and, and Buttigieg, they're compatible. We're not going to do anything to solve anything. Okay. Just a reminder, last year at Trump's presidency, gasoline averaged $2.17 in this country. <laughs> it's unbelievable. What is it, five bucks now? It's going down a little bit now, all right, because the futures market sees that OPEC is probably going to pump more. But we're still paying ridiculous prices for a gallon of gas to heat and cool your home. That's a memo. All right, the president's schedule today. Got a busy day, 11.15 a.m., he met with Obrador of Mexico, total farce. Obrador is never going to do anything to help the United States. He doesn't like the United States. At 4.30, uh, there was a White House congressional picnic. I guess Obrador didn't get invited to that, but a picnic. <laughs> I bet you one, rep I don't think any Republicans went. We'll find out tomorrow if any Republicans went to the picnic. And then 10 p.m., uh, he goes to Israel for his Middle East jaunt. It's Israel first than Saudi Arabia. Okay, so um, he'll be back, the president will be back on July 16th, and um, that is for the weekend. He's got to have the weekend in Delaware, so of course he's coming back for that. Now, this is such a catastrophe, the Biden administration is such a catastrophe that even CNN, in the tank for Biden all day long, try to get him elected in every way possible, Okay, even CNN is challenging. Go. What was the president's response to a new poll from the New York Times today showing that 64% of Democrats say that they would prefer a different candidate in 2024? And um, I would also say from that very same poll, um, there were 92% of uh, Democrats who uh, support this president as well. Not true. So she stands up there, this woman, and just lies. All right, here's the truth. 70% of Democrats approve, not 92%. All right, 25% disapprove, according to New York Times poll. 68% of independents, which is the key voting block now, disapprove. So Biden's toast. As I told you, he's not going to run again in 24. I don't think he's going to make his first term out, as I've told you. I don't want to be repetitive here. Now, uh, what was... Uh, Miss Jean-Pierre referring to with the 92% figure, okay? 
She was referring to another question that said, if Biden runs against Trump, would you support Trump or Biden? That's the 92 percent that Ms. Jean-Bierre was referring to, but it had nothing to do with the question. So she misled the nation. Jean-Pierre did. And she could fall back on that question, Trump versus Biden. You see what this is? This is propaganda. This is what they do. Isn't it a shame that the White House press secretary responsible for delivering honest information to the American public is dishonest? Isn't that a shame? Now, you may say they all do it. And to some extent, you're right. But not that. That's just blatant. Now, Ms. Collins, the White House correspondent for CNN, should have said, wait a minute. I got the poll right here, and the 92% isn't the job approval rating. Why are you saying it is? But Collins can't do that because she works for CNN. And her liberal base would be outraged that she followed up. So she's dishonest, and maybe that's too harsh. Maybe that's too harsh on Caitlin Collins. But she does, like Cavuto, they, they're not prepared for the dishonesty. I mean, Cavuto could have just slayed Buttigieg, slayed him, but he didn't. And Collins, easy follow-up. Wait a minute, wait a minute. I have the poll right here, uh, Madam Secretary, or whatever you call her. And it's 70%, not 92. What are you talking about? Wouldn't do it. Or wasn't smart enough to do it. See, this, this disturbs me as a journalist because you, the American people in general now, you'll get the truth here, but not everybody watches the No Spin News to their detriment because they don't know what the deuce is going on because of the deception in the government and the incompetence slash deception in the media. You combine it till you don't know what's going on. Hey, guys, it's Vivek Ramaswamy here inviting you to listen to my podcast, Truth. We just relaunched it after the campaign, and we are already riding up the podcast charts. Here's why. I think that hard, in-depth conversations about the tough issues is the only way we're going to get this country back. Because make no mistake, we are currently in a war for the future of America, and you cannot win a war unless you're willing to speak the truth. If you want standard conservative talking points, this podcast is not for you. But if you want to go deeper— and hear the conversations you're not going to find anywhere else, the conversations that will challenge you, that will challenge me, then subscribe to Truth with Vivek Ramaswamy on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And I promise you, you're going to cover terrain that you're not going to hear elsewhere. One guy who does know what's going on, who is an honest man, and I bring him on, you know, monthly now, is Doug Schoen. So Doug is a Democrat political strategist, long resume, worked for Bill Clinton and on and on and on. Um, and he sees the destruction of the Biden administration firsthand. He joins us now from New York City. So in my Talking Points memo, when I, I did that to set you up, did I yeah. go awry anywhere in your opinion? No, no. The, the only thing I would add, Bill, is in addition to uh, giving up energy independence, which Biden has done, the Democrats have completely punted the immigration issue. Uh, the open borders are back. There's no movement towards uh, tightening the borders. If the uh, judge the last week had not kept Title 42 
in place that would be even worse for Biden. But what I've read recently, which startles me, is they've come back to this Build Back Better bill, which is a complete disaster, will fuel inflation, raise taxes, raise spending. Yeah, and that's but that's their, never going to, not even going to get anywhere. You know that. I mean, Kyle never put it up before the election. Nobody, will, and, and Manchin and Cinema wouldn't do it anyway. But the reason I didn't mention the border and other blunders is because I wanted to do a, a memo in the context of him going to Saudi Arabia. And in my opinion, the number one blunder is destroying the American energy industry to the extent that it comes home to each American. And that, as you know, is going to be the overriding issue in the midterm election, correct? That plus prices at the grocery store. Yeah. It's put simply inflation and the inability of the Biden administration to do anything about it, to have a plan for energy independence and for prices uh, at the retail counter. Bill, it's an unmitigated disaster. And as his approval, the president's, gets close to or at 30 percent, we're looking to historic, historic uh, levels of uh, defeat for the Democrats in the midterm. Um, I have said that over and over again, Joe Biden cannot process information. Now, you may see this differently, and if you do, I want your opinion. So I don't think that Biden lives in the real world. Now, he knows the poll numbers are low. He does. They have to tell him that. I don't know how much they tell him, but he knows he's not doing well. But he doesn't correlate the global warming, climate change, um, far left progressive movement with the destruction or the harm to the American industry, American energy industry. He doesn't see that. He thinks he's noble in trying to get the country away from fossil fuels, despite all the pain despite all the economic pain. Would you say that's an accurate assessment of him? I I would say it's an accurate assessment. Put another way, we need more drilling. We need the Keystone Pipeline. We need fracking. We need to have what we had under Donald Trump, which was effective energy independence. Okay, I know what we need, but Biden's mindset is not that. He's not going to bed every go. He's not going to bed every night going, well, gee, we need what Doug Schoen just said. He's going to bed, go, I'm a saint because I'm advancing the cause of climate change. That's what he's going to bed saying, right? And that is what ultimately is hurting him, hurting the American people, and will cost him potentially control of Congress. Okay. Now, in your latest column, and first, tell everybody where they can read your columns, Doug. Uh, I am in the Hill every week. I am in the Orange County Register. Okay. Orange County Register. Every week, thehill.com, throw that up, you can read Doug. Now, you are very hard on Vice President Harris. You say that the woman is almost incapable of public speaking. Let's roll the tape on that, we'll analyze. When you look back, did Democrats fail past Democratic presidents, congressional leaders to not codify Roe v. Wade over the past five decades? I think that, to be very honest with you, I I do believe that we should have rightly believed, but we certainly believe that certain issues are just settled. Certain issues are just settled. Clearly we're not. No, that's right. And that's why I do believe that we are living, sadly, in um, real unsettled times. 
Okay, so she wouldn't hammer the Democratic Party for not codifying Roe v. Wade, which wouldn't have done any good anyway, because the Supreme Court can throw out any law made by Congress. So it's ridiculous. The whole argument is stupid. But if Joe Biden resigns, and again, I give him a 30 percent chance in 2023 to quit because of health reasons, then she becomes president. And you say that would be a disaster as well. It would be a disaster for the reasons the viewers saw just now. She can't answer a simple question about whether something should be a law or not. She didn't really appear to know or have an opinion. And bottom line, she was a disaster when she was handling the border. They've kept her under wraps. Her staff is departing. One seems to go every week or two. There is nothing that she has contributed that has worked out well for Joe Biden. That's for sure. Now, final question for you. Democrats, liberals, the media all want Donald Trump to announce he's running for president in 24 as soon as possible because they believe that would re-energize the Democratic Party and maybe not maybe stave off a disaster in November. How do you see that? Midterm elections are invariably a referendum on the incumbent party. Given that Biden's ratings are approaching 30 percent, I understand the argument, but reject it. That is, yes, Trump is front and center with the January 6 hearings. If he announced it would give the Democrats a focal point. But people are going to vote yay or nay on Biden and his performance, not on Donald Trump. Okay, but there are, in my opinion, Democrats who will stay home in November. They won't pull the lever for Republicans because they're fed up with what's happening in a country. They'll just stay home. But if that's, Trump, that's absolutely go ahead. The case. And there's some of some Democrats who will vote Republican because what's some, going on now is unsustainable. Some, but voting blocks like African-Americans, no, Hispanic, no. Hispanics are going to go over to the GOP no. side, but African-Americans, no. things like that. They may just say, look, I'm getting hammered. I'm not going to go vote at all. Um, may, I mean, it's speculation. But if Trump's in, if Trump announces those people who might stay home, who still hate him, and that's a lot of people, might come out. That's my point. And that's certainly possible. Yes, Bill. Okay. Doug Schoen, everyone, uh, again, catches uh, stuff at the Orange County Register. It's a newspaper in California. And on the hill. Thank you, Doug. Okay, so sure. Uh, I want to remind you all about uh, was it 85% of the American press endorsed Joe Biden. Have you heard a sorry? (laughs) I haven't. And then some very, very big names also endorsed Biden, but they're kind of silent now. Roll the tape. The kind of leadership that's guided by knowledge and experience honesty and humility, empathy and grace. That kind of leadership doesn't just belong in our state capitals and mayor's offices. It belongs in the White House. And that's why I'm so proud to endorse Joe Biden for president of the United States. The values I learned growing up in the South Bronx and serving in uniform were the same values that Joe Biden's parents instilled in him in Scranton, Pennsylvania. I support Joe Biden for the presidency of the United States because those values still define him and we need to restore those values to the White House. I have never publicly endorsed 
a presidential candidate or a vice presidential candidate um, in my life, over my career. So I figured let's kick this conversation off this way by me officially uh, publicly endorsing you both uh, to become president and vice president of our great country. Thanks, oh, that's fantastic. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. That means a great incredible. deal to us, for real. All right. I don't mind people endorsing people. I never do. My old adage is if I endorse somebody, then the next day they'll be in prison. Okay, so I'm not endorsing anybody. It's my job to watch them all. Watch every single one of them so they don't hose you. So uh, Obama, Powell, The Rock, Dwayne Johnson, it's a catastrophe. Are you sorry you endorsed Joe Biden? Right? I mean, now, Colin Powell passed away, so that can't happen. Obama, he knows what a screw-up Biden was and is, but he'll never admit it. But The Rock, you know, I, I mean, I'd love to see a statement. I met him one time, very, a gentleman. You had a good conversation with him. Um, not, a, not a crazy guy. I could have given you the crazy people. Uh, it's, look, when you have a party, the Democrats, allied with the corporate media, that's powerful. And they screwed up. They're, Biden is, is going to continue to hurt all of us. Things are not going to get better here. He cannot govern. End of story. But it isn't the end of the story. Okay. Now, because of all of this bad news, Americans, some of them, are just receding. All right. This is from Axios, which is a website. Okay. So this is data compared first half of 2022 to last year, 2021, social media interaction with news articles down 50%. Wow, that's a good thing. So people are not lapping up the propaganda on the internet anymore. Cable news, primetime viewership down 19%. Now, Fox News is maintaining, but the others are collapsing. And unique visits to top five news sites on the internet, again, down 18%. So the percentage of respondents to a Reuters Institute annual digital news report said they avoid news now this year, 42 percent avoid it. That's not smart. That's not living a smart life. Now, I understand that most of what you hear and see is not true. And that distresses me. I can't even tell you how much it does. But if you recede, you're going to get hammered worse. So spread the word about the no-spin news. We have millions of people around the world. So worldwide broadcast now. We have them on TV. We have them on the radio. We have them in print. Uh, BillOReilly.com is our nexus. That's where I live. Spread the world. So here is a terrible story, but it just epitomizes the progressive leadership. So the other day in New York City, two guys were nailed with $1.2 million worth of methamphetamine. If you know anything about meth, it ruins people's lives, like heroin, cocaine, fentanyl. All right, it's a horrible, horrible drug. Uh, 1.2 million. Luis Estrada, 19 years old. Carlos Santos, 34 years old. Picked up by the authorities. Immediately released. No bail. New York State. Now, they're suspected cartel members. They're never coming back. 
1.2 million worth of methamphetamine, they walk. This is why New York City is in such distress. Why violent criminals are running wild. This is insane. Now, let's follow up to the two guys arrested for carrying 150,000 fentanyl pills in California. Fentanyl kills. All right. Jose Zendejas, 25, Benito Madrigal, 19. There they are. 150,000 fentanyl pills released without bail in Tulare County, California. Okay. Here's what I said on June 29th. They let him go with no bail. The woman who did it is named Mickey Versi. V-E-R-I-S-S-I-M-O, Tuolary County Court Commissioner. She ordered them released, no bail. Now, this is madness. This should be a crime, what this woman did. Not, should be. These people are going to skip. And they have. They're gone. So the court set a bail at $2.15 million. Okay, after they examine the evidence, did it take that long? June 29th to uh, where are we now? Uh, July uh, 12th. Did it take that long to examine 150,000 fentanyl pills? So they went to pick these guys up. They're gone. And they never come back. They're cartel members. You idiots. California, Illinois, New York, the worst. Top to bottom. And they're getting people killed. They're getting people killed. Can you imagine this? Heavyweight dope dealers? Go ahead, just skip. And they know they're not coming back. They know it. They let them go. Oh, my God. And that's the country we live in today. You want this to continue? There should, progressive left candidates shouldn't get one vote. They should be shut out. No one should vote for them. Heat wave. I don't usually do weather stories because here in New York City, the largest local news market in the country where I used to work at WCBS Channel 2, when it was local news was powerful back then. Now it's weather. Here's a weather guy. Wait, wait. It's three minutes into the newscast. There's a weather guy. So the local news all weather now. But this is pretty startling. So the heat wave in the center of the country in the southwest. I used to live in Denver. Denver International Airport reported 100 degrees on July 9th, three days ago. Austin, Texas, 106 degrees. Waco, Texas, 108. Tulsa, Oklahoma, 105. Now, when I lived in Dallas... It was so hot in the summer, and I had never been to Texas. I was a Northeastern. I was a Yankee. I went down to work at WFAA-TV in Dallas. And the summer, I, I couldn't believe it. I didn't have a garage for my car, and it was out. And, and the fir- I opened the door, and I scalded my hand. First time, you know, I think it was in late May. It was unbelievable. And my apartment complex had a pool, and you couldn't go in the pool. The water was too hot. It, I've never seen heat like that ever. And I lived in Miami. I taught high school in Miami. 
But Miami wasn't nearly as hot as Texas. No, they go, it's a dry heat. Oh, yeah, okay. Dry heat will kill you just as much as wet heat. All right, so those are the temperatures in those places. Now, there's also a tremendous drought. They call it exceptional drought. And here are the six states most affected by the exceptional drought. They don't have any water. New Mexico, number one. New Mexico is always a dry state, but now desperate for water. Arizona, number two. And in Maricopa County, the Phoenix area, there's a lot of people there. Okay? Utah, Nevada, all in that belt. It goes Arizona, Utah, Nevada. California, drought. And Oregon. Now, Oregon is usually rainy because I lived in Oregon. I lived everywhere. K-A-T-U-T-V. But now there's a drought there. So is it climate change? Yeah. And we're going to get into that tomorrow, by the way. But what's real and what's not about climate change? Yeah. I mean, it's the world's warming. But to destroy nations, economies on speculative solutions is insane. And we'll prove it tomorrow. All right. So this day in history, July 12th, 1962, a British rock group performed at a small club called the Marquee Jazz Club in London, England. Who were those guys way back then, 60 years ago? Roll the tape. All right, Rolling Stones, they're still touring. <laughs> 60 years, the most successful touring band in history. Beatles are more successful recording. Rolling Stone, the most successful touring band. I've seen them a couple of times. Um, so 60 years ago, Jagger was 18, Keith Richards, 18. And they were uh, childhood buddies. And they got together, they formed a band. And uh, they had 240 million records purchased. 240 million records purchased. All right. 67 million albums sold in the USA alone. And uh, according to Celebrity Net Worth, which isn't reliable, but this probably is, both Richards and Jagger are worth, each worth, $500 million. Whoa. So they're still on the road uh, in Europe giving their little concerts. They're not little, but zipping around. Jagger's 78 years old. Keith Richards, 78 years old. Ronnie Wood, the three originals in the band now, 75. And, you know, Jagger, I I don't particularly like him um, as a person. I'm not going to get into it, but I look at him as a role model. If that guy can do at 78 what he's doing, I can do it. Because I'm in better shape than he is. And um, there's a comedian named John Mulaney. This is a good tip for you. So Mulaney uh, used to be a writer for Saturday Night Live, and Jagger appeared on that program. Mulaney's bit on Mick Jagger, you Google John Mulaney-Mick Jagger, 
hysterical. I mean, I don't laugh out loud a lot. <laughs> this, I watch it three times. It is hysterical. And then you'll know why I'm not a big Jagger fan personally. But you got to give it to the Stones. 60 years ago today, they started. Okay. So good middle segment. And then we got a uh, smart life uh, final thought uh, that I think is going to help your life. And we'll be right back. Everything is expensive these days. You know that. The government is printing trillions of dollars in consumer prices higher than ever. If the government continues its printing and spending, the dollar could continue its freefall and lose its coveted role as the world reserve currency. Let's hope that doesn't happen. But there are a few things you can do right now. American Hartford Gold can show you how to protect your money, your retirement, your hard-earned savings against inflation by helping you diversify a portion of your portfolio into physical gold and silver. Start with a short phone call, and they can have physical gold and silver delivered right to your door or put inside your 401k or IRA. So please call or text them right now. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you. Call 877-444-GOLD, 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Again, that's 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Wyndham. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. Okay, let's get to the mail. Charles is on the message board. If you are a BillOReilly.com subscriber, either premium or concierge, concierge is a step up because you get direct access to me, then you can go to the message board and interact with, you know, thousands and thousands of other concierge and premium members. It's fun. You know, we, we monitor it and a lot of good stuff. On a message board, another reason to become a premium member. So Charles says, I was amazed that corporate moguls like Mark Zuckerberg would finance the election of Democrats. Most modern Democrats think capitalism is evil, and rich guys like Zuckerberg do not pay their fair share. Can you explain the apparent contradiction? I can, Charles. Good question. So Zuckerberg has so much money, it doesn't matter how high he's taxed or how much they take from him. Doesn't matter. He can't spend it in his lifetime. It's impossible to spend the money that Zuckerberg has. Now, his social set, including his wife, they're all ardent liberals. Okay? That's what they do. That's who they are. So in order for him to maximize his social potential, that is parties, yachts, invitations to Hollywood, all of that, he has to be an ardent liberal. And by kicking $400 million dollars, into Democratic precincts in the election of 2020, his cred goes way up in the liberal world, which is what he cares about. Money doesn't matter to him any longer. If you donate $400 million to get Biden elected, you don't care about money. Daryl, O'Reilly, you continually present polls that have Biden's approval rating in the 30s. I heard on conservative radio 
that a recent poll showed 65% of college graduates with advanced degrees approve of the job Biden is doing. What does this indicate about college graduates with advanced degrees that they're indoctrinated? That's what it is. There aren't very many Americans, numbers wise, that have masters and PhDs. It's a small number, small group, but they're ingrained in the system on campus, which is progressive. Daryl, that was Daryl. I was going to read your letter again. It was so good, Daryl. Nancy, good column on BillOReilly.com. Very true. But please stop saying that 80 million people voted for Joe Biden. That official number indicates many fraudulent votes. Whatever the real number is, yes, people who voted for Biden were clueless. Look, the column is on clueless Americans, but Nancy, the historical record will show that Joe Biden received 80 million votes. I am a historian. Why would I not say what the historical record will show? And it's not going to change unless Donald Trump is reelected. That's the only way it could change. Because if he goes back into the Oval Office for a second non-consecutive term, like Grover Cleveland, he can order up a special investigation using federal power to examine the 2020 election. That is the only way the 80 million number would change. Fred Mangini, Mangini, Fred Mangini, Torrance, California. Bill, I check out Real Clear Politics. It looks like the 2022 elections, the House will go Republican, Senate's a toss-up. Would Nancy Pelosi be out? Yeah, it's not going to be Speaker anymore. And I, don't, I wouldn't expect that she would resign, but I don't think she'd run again if she wasn't Speaker, but I could be wrong. I mean, Nancy likes the power. Cindy Elliott, Butler, Pennsylvania. Bill, would it be legal for Barack Obama to run for president in 2024? No. Nope. Constitution now says two terms. That's it. Paulette Sommerhalter, Emerson, New Jersey. Bill, on one of your programs last week, you were talking about electric cars and how interested you were in that. From previous programs, it sounded like you were against electric cars and the Green New Deal. What happened? Nothing happened. I was never against electric cars. I just said I can't plug them in because I can't put gas in my car. I'm not mechanically inclined. When they make the electric cars so I could understand them and do it easily... I would consider buying one, okay? And I have always been an environmentalist, an ardent environmentalist, always. But the Green New Deal destroys economies. Come on. So I can't support that. But a cleaner planet, cleaner oceans, cleaner drinking water, I absolutely want it. If we could get rid of the fossil fuels, that would be good. But you can't do it unless you have a viable replacement. Mary Jane Jamar. I'm sorry, Mary Jane. I know I'm going to get your name, uh, last name wrong. Gia Cometo. I think I got it. Mary Jane Gia Cometo, Rapid City, South Dakota. Why is it legal for George Soros to buy politicians to pursue his radical agenda? Because you can donate money to politicians, unlimited money, if you give it to political action committees. It's the law. So he's got a battery of lawyers looking at all this stuff. He's not violating the law. 
Anthony Pistachio, Wappingers Falls, New York. Isn't dog and pony show a cliche, O'Reilly? Yes, it is. It's a cliche. Sometimes I use it as shorthand. Okay. Uh, Kathy Schilling, Loomis, California. I enjoyed your story about you taking the kids to breakfast, and I understand your message. But maybe it's time to let them treat you once in a while. Look, both my kids work. They have to work. But I'm not taking their money. They earn their money. They can pay some of their bills and whatever, but I'm not doing that. They don't have to treat me. I'm a good dad, I think, I hope. All right, look, uh, Killing the Killer is still rolling along uh, two and a half months in the marketplace. Um, You know, I hope you read it because you will learn a tremendous amount. We're going to have a special coming up at the end of July about terrorism and the threat to us. Um, killing and killers, you know, and it's, you won't be able to put it down. So it's, I, I hate to use the word enjoyable when talking about terrorism, but it'll hold your interest. It's not a tough book to read. Uh, word of the day, do not objurgate. O-B-J-U-R-G-A-T-E, objurgate. We don't want to do that. Back with the final thought on a smart life in a moment. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com wonder. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. So, I told you yesterday we have a new segment on BillOReilly.com uh, that we're going to extend a radio and television called Live a Smart Life. Okay? And we're going to use your tips. And I just got one that I just want to tell you about. This is from Marion on a message board. And she says, basically, when you go into a restaurant, if you buy a beverage, as we discussed yesterday, it's going to search it from $3 to $12. If, you, if you buy an expensive cocktail, it's going to be 12 If you're buying a soda or coffee, it's going to be 3 Okay, so if you've got a family of five or six in there, you can do the math. So what Marion does, and what I do too, she orders a nice tall glass of water. That's free in most American restaurants. Now, in Europe, they charge you for water, but not here yet. And then she gets sliced lemons, which they'll give you free, squeeze the lemons into water and puts a dab of sweetener or sugar in it, and you got lemonade. That's what Marion does. It's a pretty good idea. I don't need the, I like the lemon, but I don't need the sugar or the sweetener, and I like the water. The water is better for you anyway. So that'll save you a lot of money, and, and that's living a smart life. Another one I got was before you go to a restaurant, punch up the restaurant's name, and website, and the menu will come up and know what you're getting into. Because all the prices will be on the internet before you go, you can see it all. And calibrate what's worth it or not. 
So I got spaghetti and clam sauce last night at my local place, and they really do it well. They raised the price, $3 on it. Still worth it. Still worth it to get it because I like spaghetti and red clam sauce. I like the white too, but I get the red there. And But I got big class glass of water and I got a little minestrone soup for the vegetables and it was a great meal. It didn't kill me. Didn't kill me. Live the smart life. We'll have these segments periodically, I'd say two, three times a week. All right. And we have them listed on BillOReilly.com so you can read them every day. Thank you for watching and listening to the No Spin News. We'll see you tomorrow.